You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right, we're the Fantasy Joes. I'm Ryan Livergood at Roto Librarian. Joining me as always, we've got from North Carolina, Trey Barrett. Trey, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. Doing really well. I'm, I'm uh, man, this is going to be a fun, fun show. Talking about some guys, you know, guys that, that maybe aren't being talked about as much on other podcasts and other circles. You know, I, I think that there's some, some very cool uh, names we're going to be discussing tonight from the rookie class. So pretty, pretty excited to, to hook up with you guys and chat some dynasty fantasy football. And from the home office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will Greenwood, everybody. Will, what's going on? You ready to talk some Dynasty rookies? Uh, namaste, Fantasy Joes. Actually got to partic- participate in some lunchtime yoga at the office today. So I'm ready to go, relaxed, but also rowdy. Well, I have to say I'm fired up because Trey and I had a conversation this week about something I posted into our Fantasy Addict support group on, in GroupMe. It's a tweet us on Twitter. Basically, the question was, which would you rather have? Would you rather have the rookie 105 this year or Mike Williams? So this is a 12-team Superflex League, a full-point PPR dynasty, the 105 or Mike Williams. And I thought it was pretty clear-cut, and I was surprised by the results on Twitter. And then, Trey, you came in, and you're like, I'm going to take Mike Williams for sure. For me, it's it's no question. Mike Williams over the 105. So, And, and I – I like the 105, so let, let's talk about this for just a couple of minutes and, and what we're both thinking. So why, why do you like Mike Williams so much over the 105? Well, for, for me, it's clearly like a probability game. It's clearly a information we have versus information we're going to get. And so ultimately right now, there's, there's one guy that I love at the top of rookie drafts in Superflex, and that's Kyler Murray. And then there's a lot of question marks, you know, not that I don't like some of these wide receivers. I, I really like Hakeem Butler. I really like AJ Brown. I really like some of the things I, you know, Nikhil Harry is a guy I'm probably cooling on a little bit. Um, Josh Jacobs, I like, but at this point, I feel like that at the 105, the 105 has a little bit of insulation in that, uh, you know, the 105 is not going to get hurt or arrested or any of that, you know, right now. Um, but for me, Getting a guy like Mike Williams, where you know for a fact a couple things. One, you know there was college production, right? The guy had, you know, 1,000 yards in his sophomore season, 1,300 yards in his senior season. You know that he had 600 yards receiving this last year and uh, caught 10 touchdowns, playing with a, you know, a future Hall of Fame uh, quarterback. And they let Tyrell Williams go. I know they're getting Hunter Henry back. But I just think that Mike Williams is in a prime spot. He's playing in an amazing offense. He's playing with an amazing quarterback. He's got a number one wide receiver on the other side of the field that I think has, uh, you know, Keenan Allen can get open on any defense in any scenario, but he's going to draw the attention of that defense. So I just feel like he's coming into the third year of the league in, in the NFL. His, his, you know, first year was essentially a wash because of, I believe, injuries. Um, so I, I just feel like that he has the opportunity this year to really take a step forward and be a thousand yard receiver and double digit touchdowns. I don't think it's unreasonable for him at all. Um, and, and, and at the one Oh five, you're just hoping to get that right. I mean, you're just hoping to get a guy that can put up that kind of production. I think the likelihood you get, I don't love spending draft capital at the beginning of rookie drafts on wide receivers. Um, necessarily we've seen so many, that have had struggles recently um, that, that are taken even early in the NFL draft. So I, I just think, you know, the 105, if you're going to be taking someone, the likelihood that they're going to be in as a good a position to succeed um, in the next 12 to 24 months is not quite as good. So I, I just, you know, I don't feel like Mike Williams, a guy I'm like planning a flag on, but for me, um, and, and I did say too, I probably wouldn't make that trade right now. I probably would hold it until I'm on the clock at 105. Um, but in a vacuum, if I was forced to choose one of the two right now, I probably would prefer Mike Williams on my team. You know, the more you talked about it, the more I could kind of see your side of thinking. I still think I want the 105, though. This is a super flex league. 
I think if I look at the top five players that will probably go in a super flex league, you've got two quarterbacks that I'm interested in. I think you're going to have a running back that's going to end up in a great spot that we're excited about, like a Josh Jacobs, for example. And then there are a lot of wide receivers I like. Yes, there's some question marks with them. but And I think at least two of the wide receivers will be taken in the first round. I mean, that's, that's what I, I think. I, I firmly believe that in this class. So uh, Mike Williams, yes, he's got the high draft pedigree. But I, I just am disturbed by a couple of things. Uh, first of all, 66 targets in 2018. I, I think volume is so important. You got Keenan Allen there. Yes, you can have two quarterbacks in the top 24. It happens usually on two or three teams each year. But that, that I'm bothered by that. I know uh, Tyrell, his, his 64 targets are out there with Hunter and Henry coming back. I, I, and I think there's going to be some touchdown regression. So I don't know. I, I just think that Mike Williams is not necessarily a guy that I'm going to feel comfortable rolling out there as a starter. Um, although I know you can't count on anyone you draft to the 105 being a starter. But I, I just like the – I think there's potentially a higher ceiling. And I, and I think it comes back to as you hold that 105, I think you get, get more value as we get closer to the rookie drafts. And during rookie drafts, we know what it's like. You know, you, people do crazy things to, to trade up to get those picks. Someone slips. Someone loves DK Metcalf. He's there at 105. And someone gives you a nice deal to go up and get, get DK Metcalf, for example. So that's where I'm coming from. I just thought it was interesting. And, and Twitter went 60-40 with the 105. Um, so, yeah, Mike Williams is just one of those guys. That was a fun conversation for us to have because he's – maybe he's not as polarizing as I think. Maybe he's just polarizing with me. Maybe I'm just the guy that doesn't like him so much. But, well, I'm curious. You didn't really weigh in. Who would you you rather take? What, which side are you on? You on the, on the 105 or you on Mike Williams? Well, I'm leaning right now towards 105 just because I think that's going to increase in value. As Trey said, that he wouldn't make the deal right now. It would be draft time. But I think when that happens, if a guy that you don't love is on, like, isn't, isn't available at that pick uh, or that somebody else really doesn't love him, you can get a little bit more than Mike Williams. Uh, I have no issues with, with taking Mike Williams. I think one factor, at least that's interesting, is he did have a rushing touchdown and had seven rushes. I know he had like a bad rush in the last game of the season, but – He's, they're at least getting more creative. That indicates to me that they're, they're, he's athletic enough to run plays like that for him. So I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet as far as his involvement in the offense. But uh, I would be shocked. I mean, if he scores 10 touchdowns again next year, this is like a 360 slam dunk for Mike Williams over the 105. But that, that's a, your, your odds are against you, is my opinion. So in general, I will play the neutral card and say that I'll take the pick uh, right now because I think that will accrue more value and you might be able to get like Mike Williams plus a third dart throw or, you know, a second or something like that for the one Oh five around the clock. And it's super flex. Cause I assume Kyler Murray goes in their first four. So you're left there with, you know, one of your guy wide receivers, which their peak is probably going to be 10 touchdowns or Mike Williams. You know, I wanted to just real quick and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, Ryan, I think you misspoke. Cause I, you said the one Oh five won the poll 60, 40. Didn't Mike Williams win the poll? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mike Williams and won. So you, might, you might have said it right the first time. The other thing, just briefly on Mike Williams, you talked about the targets. <clears throat> you know, last year, uh, Philip Rivers attempted 508 passes. It was the lowest that he had attempted in the previous, like, eight years of his career. Um, it, it, the, pre, the four years prior to last year, so last year was 508 prior to that 575 578 660 570 so I think that you know their offensive line last year was abysmal and there were I believe over 100 targets that went to the running backs because of the fact that they just did not give him a lot of time they ran the ball a lot and threw to the running backs a lot and I think that they with getting guys back from injury um, and I believe their offensive line this year is going to be a little bit better. So I think that there's going to be some regression to the mean as far as Phillip Rivers' pass attempts as well. And, and I think he's still, you know, uh, an elite quarterback and, and is able to um, – and, and I think it says a lot. You know, Tyrell Williams, uh, they could have retained him. And, and I, so I think that just the, the writing's on the wall. You know, it's a, coming into his third year. I, I just think a guy like Mike Williams that was taken, you know, as the consensus top – you know, four or five dynasty pick. I, I think that we are become, and, and this, you know, is something that we'll talk about more as the off season goes on because I'm becoming more and more convinced of it. But I think that we don't stick to our guns on our evaluations of players and give guys a chance enough. And I think that the late, the, the late breakout of guys like Devonte Adams are a, a huge, um, you know, testament to the fact that just because it doesn't do something in his first or second year, 
you know, doesn't mean – a lot of our opinions on players are based on narratives, and sometimes those narratives are not really well-founded. And so I just think it's going to be interesting to, to see – Mike Williams is a great um, case study for this next year to, to kind of see what transpires because we're, we're all just kind of guessing, right? Like we're all just kind of making a, a, a guesswork at what, what's going to happen with a guy like that. Yeah, and I like what you said there. And I, I like the idea of sticking by your gun. Sometimes we're, we're too quick to pivot. Um, and I think one of the things I'm doing, maybe I'm sticking to my guns too much because I, I wasn't necessarily a big fan of Mike Williams um, when he you know, was, was coming out. So just quickly, guys, really quick, Allen Robinson or Mike Williams? You know, I, I would take Allen Robinson right now. Um, I, I like him. I, I think that, you know, coming back from the knee injury, um, I think, playing in a brand new offense with a very young quarterback. Um, I, I think that there's a real possibility Allen Robinson really takes a step forward. I've, uh, he's a guy that is on my list of players to buy this offseason. All right, Will, you, Allen Robinson or Mike Williams? Hey, Rob, all day. All right. What about Chris Godwin? But what, he's a hot name in, in Dynasty. Chris Godwin or Mike Williams? Trey? I, I'll take Mike Williams. I, I like, I, I, you know, again, it's draft capital – offense I mean you know if Jameis Winston doesn't really excel this year is he even going to be the starting are they going to be starting over at quarterback does he even finish the season this year? I mean there, there's so many question marks um and, and he's definitely the number two Mike Williams is a top 10 NFL draft pick and like I said playing for a, a in a much more stable offense um for a, a much better quarterback so I'll take Williams Will real quick Godwin or Mike Williams so I'm going to go Mike Williams only, but because I think that Mike Williams has a better chance to flash early in the season and that you'd be able to move him for a piece like Chris Godwin plus. Uh, the new offense, the new head coach, and that system and Jameis Winston, all those things together to me, I just think it might take some time for them to actually gel really well versus I think Mike Williams is still on his upward trajectory. So I think when he has three touchdowns in the first three weeks of the season, is having you know, a great start of the season, Mike Williams' value is going to be pretty high. And that's going to be your opportunity to move him for a piece where Godwin could go those first three games with like four catches. And I wouldn't be oh, all that surprised based on their offense. All right. I take A-Rob and Chris Godwin personally. Um, but I, I like those thoughts. And these are guys that are all going around the same ADP, at least in uh, March ADP. I know April is, is uh, coming. And by the time this episode is published, I'm sure it will be out. Okay, guys, we got to get into our rookie talk. And I'm not even sure what to call this, you know, Trey or Will, it was, I'm not sure whose idea it was, but the idea was let's do a draft, but not like a normal draft. Let's do a draft where we draft our, some of our favorite rookie players. Maybe these are flag plant guys for us. Maybe those are rookies that we like for whatever reason we like their story and they're not getting talked about enough. Just let's have a, a fun draft. We're not going to, we're not going to take, um, you know, the, whoever is at the top of the board, number one, necessarily, we're just going to take guys that we really like. Um, is that a fair description? Trey? Well, what, what do you think? Is that what we're doing here? What are we calling this draft? Joe's favorite rookie mock. What, what I, said, I think we should call it the Joe's bros mock draft. All right. I like it. The Joe's bros mock draft. So without further ado, let's do it. Joe's Bros Rookie Draft. Y'all ready for this? And will you have the pleasure, honor, privilege of the 101 in the Joe's Bros mock draft? So, who you got? I wanted to get this out there early with one of my favorite Joe's Bros uh, and somebody who I'm actually pretty excited about his NFL landing spot. And I have an opinion of where I'd like him to land. I thought that would be possible in the later rounds. Anyway, my first pick, I'm just going to get out there right now, is, is Benny Snell or Benjamin Snell Jr. from the University of Kentucky. Uh, one, he has a great college BMI, huge college dominator and yards per carry, a massive touchdown load. The only thing he's missing to me in his profile is he never had one uh, receipt or yeah, he didn't have one receiving touchdown, which is a little bit disappointing, but I don't think that that, eliminates him from ever being able to catch a pass in the NFL or he's been having dump offs. He also returned kicks his freshman year, which I think matters because that means that even though he ran a slow 40, he was at least uber athletic at one point enough to return kicks. And that's what you put as a kick returner. He could be a defensive player, could be an offensive player. Anyway, I do think that matters a little bit. He also, a fun little, a little fun stat about him 
he had seven he had seven passing attempts running out of the Wildcat in Kentucky, which is kind of funny. Wildcat in Kentucky. Uh, anyway, and had three completions and one touchdown. So overall, to me, I think his lack of his measurables were were poor enough where he's going to fall in drafts. Where when he's available, let's say we hit the third round and I can trade, you know, like like kind of like bits and pieces to move up and grab him. I don't think he's going to be drafted as a starter somewhere, but he's going to be, I'm going to be trying to draft him as that guy who's the backup for somebody goes down in front of him or even gets a little bit banged up that he's really going to excel. And one of the places that I'd actually like him to go that I think would work really well for him would be Baltimore, let's say in like the fourth round. Uh, I think Mark Ingram going there has an opportunity, having never been that full like workload carry back to, to maybe get a little bit banged up based on that workload. And I think he fits that offense and what Lamar Jackson does extremely well and I think Benny Snell is a great football player on top of that so I think that would be a great fit for him as a just a side take on him and I think Benny Snell is one of those guys where now where where people perceive him in value you'll probably I mean I know, I know it depends on the draft landing spot and stuff but he might go to a spot where like let's say he goes to Baltimore people may see that as a bad landing spot for him so maybe he falls in rookie drafts and you get him you know, late in the second, the third round, maybe. And, you know, his combine wasn't great, but, you know, weight adjusted speed score 95, that's not like a complete deal breaker for the NFL. Um, he's only 21 years old. So I, there's, there's, there's certainly some things to like about him. And you got to like his production in college. So yeah, it came out early. So there, yes, I enjoy it. But big so plus. Now, but, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, he's the, the third running back on the Bears depth chart right now. So there's, there's some, there's a little bit of hope <laughs> for Ryan So, uh, Trey, what, any, anything to add that we haven't mentioned? Not really. No, I'll, I'll save, save my comments. I, 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 I watch Benny Snell. I think he, he does some things really well. I think landing spot's going to be huge for him. Um, as as well for a lot of these guys but i think getting in in the right spot where he can be used the right way um, is going to be big i think you're just itching to talk about the 102 you took the guy that we're calling miles fumbles sanders miles fumbles sanders because we love him (laughs) but don't forget people the guy fumbles the ball all the time so you might not want to draft him. You might want to let the Joes take the chance on Miles Sanders. Trey, what, what, you, what do you want to say other than the fact that he has a disturbing um, rate of, of – of, It's actually from Bless. From Bless, Sanders. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I think that he um, – I would love for the focus uh, in the next 60 days that should get us – definitely through the NFL draft and, and then through most of my rookie drafts, I, I would love nothing more than for the narrative around Miles Sanders to be the fumbles and not the dynamic playmaker. I think that he has the ability to be at the next level. Um, I, I think one of the, uh, other than the fumbles, you know, it's funny because one of the guys that I think he is going to end up reminding me of when it's all said and done, just kind of based on what his trajectory does in rookie drafts. It's ironic because that guy, Sony Michelle uh, also was a little bit of a fumble issue uh, prospect. And so I think it's ironic because I believe the Miles Sanders, when, when all is said and done, when it comes down to draft capital and landing spot, is going to be one of the winners of the NFL draft. And I think he's going to skyrocket. I expect him to be taken in the top five of ADP. Um, that 105 earlier, as a matter of fact, the other day when this, you know, we were kind of going back and forth on this group chat about the 105 versus Mike Williams, there were a couple times where I was like, I really regret taking a Santa Mike Williams because there's a part of me that thinks that Miles Sanders is going to end up being a guy at 105. And I think that that'll be because he goes to a good spot and, and has some relatively good draft capital and it's going to make me want him over Mike Williams. So I'm going to read, I'm, I, I, if, if things go as, as I think they will for Miles Sanders, I might renege a little bit on my, uh, on my take on that trade. But anyway, he, I, I really like the guy. I like what I see on film. You know, there's a lot of talk about, Oh, well, you know, he, he only really had one year of college production. Well, I mean, he, he it's pretty well documented the running back he was playing behind at Penn state. Um, I think that he, what I really like about him and, you know, a little foreshadowing the other two running backs that I took in this, in this little exercise, all have the ability to be three down running backs. And I think that that is huge um, for NFL teams that are going to address the running back position potentially in the top, you know, 70 picks of the NFL draft. Um, And and so I think he is a, uh, 
fantastic, you know, a place like Philadelphia, uh, maybe a place like Oakland, maybe even a place like Atlanta, which wouldn't sound like a wonderful landing spot until week three when Devonta Freeman has a concussion and the Falcons decide to turn the, the offense, the, key, the keys to the kingdom over to Miles Sanders. So I think there's some really nice landing spots where he can be a three down back. And um, man, I, I hope he's a guy I can add to a lot of, a lot of my rosters this year. I don't, I don't know if I have, I have much to add. I mean, we've talked about how I, I love Miles Sanders as well. Will, you want to say anything about Miles Fumblay Sanders? Fumblay Sanders. Uh, yeah. So one, the best thing I've heard about him is that people who have watched a lot of tape didn't have Miles Sanders ranked highly enough based on what they saw. And that is a recency bias that has been addressed and talked about on fantasy podcasts that I think is really real. Because when you see Miles Sanders, the first thing you do in your head when you're watching that is you remember what Saquon Barkley did. He's not Saquon Barkley. It's, it's not fair to compare the two. And once people saw his combine, they went back and watched the tape, and he's slowly creeping up these boards, moving up and up and up because of that unknown, you know, is the, the human brain is a wild thing. So that, that trying to fit him into what Saquon was doing and, and not doing it you know, had an effect on it. I think one thing, uh, he has shorter than average arms and average size hands. So maybe that's why he had a fumbling issue. Uh, they're very close as far as free arms. Overall, I, I actually think he's, I think he's very solid. I do think, though, that Miles Sanders disappointed the Penn State training staff at the Combine. They're used to 90th percentile, 99th percentile athletes, and he was like in the 75th. <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were very disappointed in him. But uh, well, we'll see where it goes. He's intriguing. One of, one of the guys that we're going to keep an eye on. And, okay, so with the 103, I'm not, we don't need to spend a lot of time on him because you've heard so much about him. And in fact, everyone's talking about Kyler Murray. But when I thought about this, Joe's bros, guys were really intrigued about, you know, if I'm going to fl- plant a flag, Kyler Murray just intrigues me so much. I know he's undersized and there's some durability issues. Um, I just, I just love, I, lo- I love Kyler Murray. I just love the ability that he has. Um, am I a little bit worried about his personality, his leadership qualities? Absolutely. But I, I'm not going to overthink that. Kyler Murray is my consensus 101. Superflex, I love Kyler Murray. I, I don't know. I, think, I don't need, think I need to say any more. Do you guys want to say anything about Kyler Murray? Because we've, we've talked about him a lot already. A lot, a lot of other podcasts have talked about him. They talk about him all the time on ESPN. He is the talk of the draft because everything is contingent on, um, you know, what is Arizona going to do? Are they going to take him one overall or not? And it's going to be like a, such a domino effect the NFL draft. He, he is the story of the draft. Kyler Murray, I'm, I'm really starting to get really excited about Kyler Murray. Um, the things that he did there at Oklahoma, um, even, you know, for some um, analytics, uh, you know, kind of, you know, I've seen a couple different people say that they're basically like broken his model, you know, um, Baker Mayfield, um, essentially had done the same thing the year before. And, and Kyler Murray, uh, all he did was come along and, and best what uh, Baker Mayfield had just bested the year before. So um, obviously I think, you know, it was exciting what we saw from Baker Mayfield. And uh, I, I think that one of the areas of Murray's game that's, that's going a little bit under the radar is the rushing upside that's, that's going to be there for, for fantasy. Um, and I heard a really nice discussion today and I wish I knew, I, I wish I remembered um, who was talking about it, but you know, they talked about how it's, it's a little different from Lamar Jackson because he actually is an amazing thrower of the football as well. And, and I think that he um, is going to add a good bit for you in the rushing game that um, I think it's exciting. I think it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. I really hope he goes to Arizona at 101 and, Cliff Kingsbury has an opportunity to do something special out there in Arizona. Will, your thoughts on Kyler Murray? He's got short arms too, like really short. No, but I'm, I'm all on board of the Kyler Murray train. We're good. <laughs> so, so I got the um, – I'm kind of on the turn here, so I get the 104. And I want to spend more time talking about Alex Barnes. Alex Barnes is a guy that our Patreon listeners have, have heard about for a while because we, when he had Jordan McNamara on on our Patreon show, he whispered to us that this was a guy he was really intrigued by. And then you started to hear more and more uh, people talk about Alex Barnes. So JJ Zacharyson, uh, every year he does this analysis of the running backs and which draft hopeful running backs produced like studs when they were in college. Well, guess who was the guy that stood out when JJ did that? 
that article when he when he analyzed the running backs. That's right. It was Alex Barnes. If if you look at you, you know like his market share for his team for Kansas State attempt share over fifty percent rushing yard share over sixty percent reception share twelve percent touchdown share thirty eight point seven percent. So the guy the guy was a producer. The guy stood out at the combine as well. I mean his. Um, Weight adjusted speed score was anything special. It was just a little bit over 100. But if you look at some of the other measurables from the combine, like uh, 38.5 vertical, 126 broad, bench press 34, three cone 6.95, short shuttle 4.1. These are all outstanding numbers. So he he performed at the combine. Great, uh, really some exciting numbers from from college. I, and and um, Alex Burns is a real deal. You know, watching him on tape, the tape I've seen of him, he, he's, got, he's good size. He's got great hands, 10-inch mitts. So I like Alex Burns a lot. And I know he was kind of a sleeper before, not so much a sleeper now. I still don't think he – a team will invest tremendous, uh, you know, draft capital on him. I, I still think he's probably a day three guy. But he's a, a guy I'm going to definitely watch, and, and hopefully I can walk away from the majority of my drafts with Alex Burns. So. Guys, Alex Barnes, what do you think? Well, why don't you talk about Alex Barnes uh, first? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, later breakout uh, in his career. And one, I, I think Alex Barnes is a great Joe's bro. Welcome to the team. Uh, happy to have you. There is a definite uh, – it's easy to tell who's Ryan, who Ryan is going to pick when it comes to running backs because he loves 10-inch hands. He is a hand snob. Also so with my quarterbacks, but generally. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, just not recently. Uh, you like short arm, small-handed, short quarterbacks. It's fun. And uh, his, TD production, his TD production, and a lot of it uh, came in two games last year. And I think he had seven touchdowns in two games. So I th- there is a little bit of an outlier aspect that that could be different than what he actually is and what he's produced when he's younger. So he definitely carries risk. But I think that's what makes him a great Joe's bro. That's why we welcome him to the squad because you don't, you're not going to have to spend a high pick on Alex Barnes. And with his athleticism and upside, totally worth it. Easy, like, great, great pick, Ryan. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Trey, I know you're an Alex Burns fan as well. Yeah, he is a guy that I love and another guy that I'm really hopeful to add to many uh, dynasty teams this upcoming season. I I think that, you know, his uh, agility score at his size, I think is one of the things that's really kind of being underrated. You know, he's over 220 pounds and um, you mentioned – the uh some of the combine results but those agility you know to 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 do what he did in the three cone and the short shuttle at 220 plus pounds I, I don't i don't think people really can appreciate it i mean it's 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 up there with with guys like you know lev bell david johnson ladania tomlinson are, are just a few of the guys you know um that have accomplished that feat at that weight. And so, uh, you know, from an analytics perspective, he checks the boxes. I, I mean, the guy that, that people don't know this either, that offense that he played on where he put up pretty remarkable numbers was atrocious. I don't know, you know, I, I played a little college football DFS last year. And uh, I will tell you that uh, there was one time I started the Kansas State quarterback and kind of followed the game. And th- I mean, it's awful. And so I, I want to say that they averaged like seven yards per pass. It's just some like ridiculously atrocious stat in a power five conference. And, and yet he's still um, the, the big 12 for heaven's sakes. I mean, geesh. I mean, that's, yeah, the, I mean, they, it, they don't play defense in that conference. I was thinking that was a defensive conference. You're not helping my, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> gotta find, no, I, I think that, you know, he's a guy that I, it's going to be very interesting to see where he settles out. You know, he's a guy that if you've got multiple, you know, second and third round picks, it's like, are you going to want to pull the trigger? A lot of it will depend on where he goes in the NFL draft, right? You know, is he going to go third round? Is he going to go fifth round? And and where is he going to go? But for me, he's a guy that I really love to have. Um, I don't expect him to be a guy that you go into next season thinking is going to be a starting running back for you. Uh, but maybe the following year, maybe he's a backup and the guy in front of him goes down with injury and he never looks back, uh, you know, picture a, like a James Conner. Um, so I, I just think he, he's a, a guy that I would love to uh, have. I, if you had not picked him in this exercise, I would have certainly taken him. That's why I had to take him early. So 
<laughs> so let, let's let's go to Trey's 105 in the Joe's Bros rookie mock draft. So Trey, who you got at the 105? Okay, so this this guy is slowly Ryan can attest to this because we were in a startup together where I started mentioning this guy that I really wanted to grab him um, and uh, insisted on Miles. It. Yeah, insisted. Uh, this is Miles Boykin out of Notre Dame. Um, and he is a uh, specimen. I, I know that Miles Boykin is what everybody wants DK Metcalf to be. And, and I know that that sounds ridiculous, but Miles Boykin isn't tweeting pictures of him looking ridiculously chiseled. Uh, but all the guy did is at 6'4", 220, go into the combine and absolutely light it up. The only reason his spark score isn't up on the same level as uh, DK Metcalf's is because he ran like a 4-4 instead of a 4-3-3. Uh, but if you look at the agility drills, he destroyed him. And the the big knock against Miles Boykin is the college production, okay? He, he, he went to Notre Dame. And so I, I decided to do a little looking in preparation to talk about this. And Notre Dame had 2,300 yards passing as a team in uh, Boykin's, I believe it was his, his junior year. Um, and in, in this last season, they actually had 3,500 yards passing, which was a little bit more respectable. But most of that was the second half of the year. And, and Miles Boykin produced uh, fairly, fairly well the second half of the season for, for Notre Dame. So I, I just think he offers so much. And, and I think that, you know, um, you know, just a little uh, tidbit, um, uh, Matt Waldman, this is a guy that really Matt Waldman has been warming up to. And uh, some of the things that Matt Waldman said in his, in his um, recent podcast where he discusses wide receivers, he talks about Miles Boykins and, and the things that he struggled with are fixable and they're teachable and they're coachable. Um, and so I think Miles Boykins, he's a guy that I'm hoping to get in the mid-second round in rookie drafts, um, but that I anticipate has the, the potential, the ceiling. He, I, I feel like he has the same ceiling as DK Metcalf with significantly less cost. And so he is a guy that I want to come away from every single rookie draft with a share of. Yeah, like you said, Trey, 6.773 cone, 4.07 shuttle, incredible um and will you gotta love him because he's a notre dame guy will you love notre dame players so talk about your love for miles blanket they are my favorite. uh untrue so one i think trey's only complaint about this rookie class is that there's not more players named miles so that he could draft them in the joe's bros draft that's right 10 inch hands for me miles first name for trey <laughs> so we like 10 inches and miles we're distance, we're distance fan club, I guess. This is what we do here. Uh, one, I was really, you know, Trey, I was thinking about it. The only thing I think that about your, your whole Boykin take is great. And I'm high. I, I do like this. I think you're going to be able to get them to a better value than what you're anticipating. So listening to the Saturday to Sunday podcast today, they did a three-round super flex tight end premium rookie mock draft. And he went like mid-third round. He's almost a forgotten candidate. I don't think that he – Unless his draft capital skyrockets into the like early, early second or first, that you're not going to have to worry about it. I think you're going to be able to get him for that second rounder. So I'm actually pretty excited that this kind of prospect is going to be there on rookie draft board. And this is one of the reasons that I like to also be in leagues that don't involve you two guys and a bunch of people that listen to this because then I can actually anticipate uh, people not knowing who I'm going to take when, when this draft comes up. But anyway, him going to the third round I thought was pretty wild. Wow, he was like Tim Torch was on it the other guys but so he's a he, he might he's going to be a value still I still believe in that I think this is a great Joe's bro pick uh and a fun fact though TJ Hawkinson had a slightly better 20-yard shuttle than my Miles Boykin I, I think he's going to get the the RSP bounce though because you know we're going to have uh, we're, we are tentatively scheduled to have Matt Waldman on next week um it's all but confirmed and you know he's he's we won't say where he's ranked in his rankings but he, let's just say he's he's ranked highly so we'll see. When I was in that, um, sorry, I, Will, I, I, I don't think Pettis got that last year. I, I got Pettis in like the three hundred one in a couple of places in Superflex drafts. That's fair. That's fair. So, and it, it, it depends I, on your I, league. I, it totally depends on your league. You're right. You're right. Um, in the um, analyst, you know, the Superflex mock draft with you know industry mock draft, I did that. The Tim Torch organized with a bunch of different people from a bunch of different places. He was undrafted. We did three rounds. 
but um, you know, that was super flex. Yeah. So that, which was surprising to me because I, I remember, I thought I remembered him getting drafted, but you know, guys like um, Terry uh, McLaurin got drafted first, Daniel Jones, that was super flex, but um, Greg Dortch, you know, so th- those kinds of guys got drafted and he didn't. So that, that was interesting. So it'll be interesting to see what happens post RSP and, and the draft. Yeah. And I think for me, it's more because his ADP right now is like 27th in non-superflex based on DLF rookie ADP. That was more, I think for me, just a flag plant of, I would rather spend a mid second than try to wait to the mid third and miss out on him. He, he's the, this is, this is the guy for me that, uh, you know, earlier picks, I'll be focusing on running backs, most likely or quarterbacks. Um, and, and so for me, this is the guy that I want to leave every single rookie draft with. So, you know, it, because rookie draft, there's so much variety. I mean, a guy can go in at the 203 in one draft and the 307 in another. So, you know, it, this is just me saying, I want to come away with this guy. I think the upside is, is massive. And uh, so anyway, I think his body control and actual football playing ability is, is also is very high. So that's another reason to like Miles Boykin. And I've probably watched too much Notre Dame out of the, the opposite of love. So, And I think this year we're going to see that. This, in one draft, a guy will go early in the second. The next draft will go late in the third. You know, guys like – because all of these guys have some, you know, holes you can poke in their game, whether it's college production or whatever. Like an Andy Isabella – well, you can like what he did at the combine and like his college production, but he went to a small school. He's got small hands. He catches with his body. So this is an example because he's a guy that I think I could see going high second round in a lot of drafts, but then other drafts I could see any Isabella slipping on the board. Uh, but there's so many guys like that, right? So um, maybe another guy like that is Will he took at the 106. It's the 106. I went Trevion Williams from Texas A&M, which – I seem to love SEC running backs here, but I'm calling him my little pocket of joy because he is very short and very stout, uh, but his BMI is great. He's a monster producer in the SEC. And although uh, as a big 10 fan, you know, I always try to not promote the SEC when it comes to college football season during casual conversations. I think when you're a great producer there, it does matter for the NFL. Uh, and I think, so he's small, but explosive. And I think one thing that, so he had a 33 inch vertical, but he only stands 78 inches tall. So that kind of jump is, is, I mean, if you do it by body size, it's a pretty high jump for a little guy like that. Uh, he's stout. He was there. I think his life story, look into it. He has, he has a great like, life story and what he's going to try to do. And I think he's going to be a hard worker, which is totally narrative street. But this is kind of like the Joe's bros. This is, this is what we do. We, we kind of go down there a little bit. One thing I didn't notice uh, until looking at it just before this, he actually had the worst three-cone drill out of all the running backs. And then he also had a really terrible uh, 20-yard short shuttle. So he definitely has some red flags, but I wanted to plant this here because again, I think he's going to be a guy who's drafted as a backup, but I still want to have on my team because when that time comes, he's an easy plug and play for an NFL team, but I don't think he's going to be a star. And something about your guys I've noticed only 21 years old. I do. I do like the younger running back prospect. <laughs> if they're 21, they've got 10 inch hands and their first name is miles. The Joe's love him. He's oh a Joe's God. bro. <laughs> miles Sanders had 10 inch hands. <laughs> All right. Trey, what, what, what are your thoughts about um, uh, Trevion Williams? I like him a lot. I think it's going to be a, a fun, fun guy that you can, can get <clears throat> even later in, um, in rookie drafts, he's going to be a guy, you know, kind of similar to what um, I talked about with Alex Barnes. You know, he, he's probably not going to be, you know, he's, he's not a Josh Jacobs kind of guy where he's going to, there's going to be a lot of draft capital and projected year one starter. But he, he is just the kind of guy that when given the opportunity, I mean, the production that he put up at Texas a and I, I don't know. I, I, I watch a lot of SEC football and constantly when I was watching Texas A&M games um, I was impressed at what he was able to do and plays where you kind of think he's just like running into a pile and he kind of bounces through the other side Um, very good through small creases Um, and and once he gets into that next level man he's tough to bring down so I I like it I I think he is a uh, is a a really dynamic athlete and, and has an opportunity to make a splash given given an opportunity All right, guys, we're going to pick up the pace here. Let's go to Will's 107, Joe's Bros. 
rookie draft here. Who you got, Will? Speaking of picking up the pace, uh, Ty Johnson from the University of Maryland is running back, struggled with some injuries. His production numbers are not that great overall, but his explosion numbers are incredible, especially if you saw him play Ohio State when I was in Maryland. He had a huge game against them. Anyway, he struggled with some injuries over his, his years there. But give me a fast guy who's big and can catch passes and overall, you know, puts up 27 reps on the bench presses pro day, pro, pro day uh, as a 34-inch vertical. And, you know, this dude is – he, one, he's going to go late in rookie drafts. I don't feel like he's going to go super early in the NFL draft. But he's fast, he's big, he's strong, and can catch passes. What more do you want? And I don't think he even pers- – yeah, I can even say it – participated in the combine, Will, right? Yeah, he wasn't invited. Uh, and I think it is because of those injuries. He, he, I initially was appalled that he wasn't invited. And then I went and looked back at how many games he actually played in college. And it's kind of like, eh. I, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not appalled. I'm disappointed, but not appalled. And these are fun guys to take that go late in rookie drafts. Like if you've got like a five-round rookie draft, you know, if, if you like where he ends up, you know, take him with your fifth-round pick. And you, then you got a guy that you're intrigued and kind of like and kind of see what happens. And you can drop him if you need to really early on. If nothing Unless happens. I'm in that one, I'm taking a mid-fourth. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll take. Trey, the 108, a, a name that is, 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 I think is pretty hot, and I know a guy that you've talked about in the show, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, Daryl Henderson, <clears throat> one of the things I really like about him, um, you, obviously you don't have to look very far into Daryl Henderson and realize that he had just ridiculous production profiles. Last two years of college, 3,000 rushing yards, uh, 500 yards receiving, and, and 36 total touchdowns. I, I think he actually um, caught 20. You know, that, there's that – isn't it 40 receptions that uh, people like to see for uh, running backs in college? 20 in a year. 20 in a year. Well, he accomplished that. He averaged 20 a year, basically. He accomplished that two of his three years. Um, the, the other thing I really like about him – is um, his age and oh, just kidding. That's the next gentleman I want to talk about. Scratch that from the scratch that from the record. Um, but I know that there's a lot of people that uh, are kind of poo-pooing Daryl Henderson a lot and saying that he, you know, ran through huge lanes and that uh, you know other players in that same offense has has had pretty ridiculous uh, production as well. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. I think the other um, thing again, this echoing with you know Miles Sanders as well, a, a three-down prospect, a, a guy that can be on the field for uh, all all snaps and and you know even you know at times put out in the slot. I think that this guy can do it all, and uh, I think given the right offense and the right landing spot, um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see kind of where he settles out. Currently, he's eighth in uh, DLF rookie ADP. Uh, which I think is probably just about right for him. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see. I, I would love to see him go to a spot that people are not quite as excited about, maybe go somewhere where there's already an established starter so that he falls down maybe into the early second round. Because I think he's a guy that could really, when, when given the opportunity, could really kind of explode on the scene. Um, so his breakout age, production, everything, you know, just points to, to him being – a uh, a productive NFL running back. So, yeah, Daryl Anderson. He he's exciting. It's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up. The draft capital that's spent on him, Memphis product, love it. So Will was kind enough for my next pick, which I believe is the 109 here, to put in this gentleman's full name. I might let Will attempt to read the full name, but I'm just going to call him Cahill Warren. He is the tight end. He played for the Aztecs of San Diego State. And I first, he first got on my radar, guys, when I was watching the Combine. And I'm watching the tight ends go through different drills. And I see this tight end go through the gauntlet. And I'm like, who is that guy? And I'm just going to start calling him Guns Warring, man, because the guy is like an amazing body. He's like he has huge arms, just looks very athletic, very gifted, uh, really soft hands, really great pa- pass catcher in those drills. And I was really impressed by him. And, and so I, I looked into him, and he has a really intriguing story. Um, he didn't play football, his first game of football, until his senior year of high school at Sonora High School in California. But he was an athlete in high school. He split his time between different sports. He was a basketball player, tennis, swimming, cross country, and water polo. He's a water polo goalie. And that was the, the sport 
the, the fall sport in California. So he quit playing water polo. He played football. Um, he, he went to San Diego State to play. And I just think there's a lot of potential with him. That's what all the draft es- experts are talking about. Like Daniel Jeremiah talked about how he has a lot of untapped potential because he's only been playing football for like five years, right? First, first started playing football in 2014 in high school, his senior year. So I, I love Warren. I love guns Warren. I, I just think he's, he's an exciting player. And, and it, just the potential. He's a guy you take late in drafts. He's probably not going to, you know, get a lot of draft capital spent on him. But I, but I just see the potential. Just seeing it, just at the combine. If you just watch him, he just looked natural. He looked like he was very gifted. And he's got the right size. I, I, so I, I, I like guns Warring. Yeah, so well, you, Kahale, Kuyu, Kalani, Michael, Woodhouse, Warring only blocked shots as a goalie in water polo with his biceps. That's right. Boom. No, I, I, so I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see where he ends up. He, he's you know, he's going to be a tight end. I'm going to try to walk away with late in all of my uh, drafts. He didn't go in that, that Saturday to Sunday Superflex tight end premium mock draft. So really? Like, oh. Yeah, well, because like the last one I think that went was uh, Irv Smith from Alabama in the third round. So I think there's, a, there's an opportunity to scoop him up late and, and put him, especially for a taxi squad, uh, yeah. great, great choice. Perfect taxi squad guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy you want to drop on your taxi squad. If you've got one. So the other guy, I, Wait, I have to taxi squad's actually another one of his middle names. Sorry. <laughs> Guns, taxi squad, warring. So I have the next pick, my last pick. And I have to be honest, I wasn't so excited because I, I took three guys I really like, and maybe there's not a fourth guy I really love. And I mean, there are a lot of guys I love, but in terms of like a kind of an off the radar guy. So I took a guy, Travis Homer, Travis Homer, and probably I was just looking at combine results and I saw, ooh, this guy's 10-inch hands. I'm intrigued. Um, uh, but, but seriously, I think Travis Homer is one of those guys that I don't think he has the ability to necessarily be this bell cow three down back. But he is a guy that looks like he's the potential to be that third down back. He shows a lot of proficiency in terms of receiving the ball. And he's been compared to Philip Lindsay. You know, he's a, he's an undersized guy. He's, he's under 200 pounds, but he, he runs with a lot of uh, aggressiveness and, and uh, tenacity. So I, I think I like Travis Homer. I think I like his game when I've seen of him. And I, I think he'll go late enough, but you know, probably only a third down back, but you never know. He could be the next Philip Lindsay. And then you flip him to somebody that wants to spend a first round 2020 pick on, on Travis Homer. So Travis Homer is my guy there at the one ten ten a chance. He's got those 10-inch hands. It, it, it's totally a homer pick. Uh, Trey, you got one pick left. We're, we're only doing one round. So you got the 111. At the 111 is a guy that uh, <clears throat> I'm really excited about for the running back position, again, a little bit later in uh, rookie drafts. And um, I, he's actually going undrafted right now. And I believe that the DLF mock, rookie mock drafts go – five rounds um actually i'm pulling up right now they do the adp actually has 69 players uh with uh quadri allison being player number 69 but uh this guy's name's alexander madison out of boise state and uh, this is the guy who is not even 21 years old uh last two years college production 2400 yards rushing and 29 touchdowns at 56 catches for another 450 yards and a touchdown. He's 5'11", 221. Again, a three-down back, a guy that I believe is going to get an opportunity probably a little bit later in the draft, probably a day three pick. Um, landing spot I'm not as worried about because, again, you know, uh, similar to what I said about Alex Barnes is, you know, I'm not expecting this guy to, to come in and be a day one starter. But, but if he gets an opportunity, I think he's a guy that can – can do uh, some incredible things, uh, all three downs, um, very good between the tackles, uh, excellent vision, um, and, and he's a pass catcher as well. So, you know, the, the one knock on him uh, is his uh, long speed, right? He, he doesn't have that, uh, you know, dynamic 40. I forget what his 40 was. I want to say maybe it was in the four, mid 4-6 four, range. 4-6-7. Four, which, you know, I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt, right? He, he was a guy. He, he's kind of the, the popular example, you know, ran a 4.62. So I, I don't think that necessarily you need a guy at, to run 4.4 to, to be a dynamic 
running back of the NFL. But I, I just think he's a, a guy very well-rounded. I, I think that, you know, especially given his age, right? I mean, not even – he's still 20 years old um, coming into the league and, and I think has a, a great opportunity. Um, and I don't think uh, – you know, he's kind of similar in that I don't really care about his landing spot. Like I would almost prefer, you know, that he go day, day three, you know, fifth round to a spot where there's an entrenched starter. Um, but maybe a year or two down the road, he gets an opportunity. So he's a, he's a, a guy that I want to – I really – all these guys that I took in this exercise are guys that I'd love to have on a lot of teams. All right, so what, who's, your, uh, who's your 112? Bring us home. So I was getting a little jelly by the end of this, and I, I, so I flipped it up because – so we have, we have Ryan taking – you know, he, he's up there and taking Kyler Murray, the number one quarterback pick easily overall. And we have Trey taking Miles Sanders as his first pick. And I was like, Miles Sanders, he's, he's crawling up draft boards all the time. He's going to be going early. So I was like, you know what? I'm going back to, you know, I'm going back to, the, to the well. And I want to get Josh Jacobs on every team. He's the film grinder's dream. The amount of times I've seen him ranked number one on everybody who watches films, running back rankings, I'm there. I'm there with it. I want him on every team. If he's starting to slip to that, 10, that 105 versus Mike Williams, I would take Josh Jacobs over Mike Williams every day of the week, including Sundays. So that's, uh, that's kind of why I want to end with it. And I know Ryan loves him because he has slightly bigger than 10-inch hands. So I actually pivoted here because I didn't want, you know, the other guys to get their Joe's bros who were these potential number one, you know, overall position players and me not get into that mix. <laughs> I love it. That's a the FOMO, the FOMO Joe's bro. That is a great way to bring it home. I love it. This is fun, guys. The Joe's bros draft. This was awesome. Um, and hopefully we're going to end up with these guys and, um, there are a lot of people that we're in leagues with that don't listen to the podcast that, that are going to know that we're going to be targeting these guys, whether it's early in the draft or later in the draft. So guys, I think with that, that's a show. I think we should close here next week. The great Matt Waldman is scheduled to join us. So we're very excited to talk to Matt Waldman at the RSP. It's going to be a huge episode. Uh, we had a great time talking with him next year. So you don't want to miss it. On behalf of Will Greenwood and Trey Barrett, I'm Ryan Livergood. We're at FF Joe's on Twitter. Uh, you can join our Patreon account, become a Patreon supporter of the show. That's patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. Get exclusive Patreon only episodes twice a month. You'll love them. Anyway, we got to go. Check us out on Twitter at FF Joe's. I'm rambling now. I'd be willing to bet you have the best voice right now of the group. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But with that, we'll close the show. We are the Fantasy Jones. I just love the name, Alexander Madison. It makes me think of the musical Hamilton. You know, Alexander Madison. His name, his name, his name is Alexander Madison. There's a million things that he hasn't done, but just you wait, just you wait.